Hey everyone, if you want to get a text message every time we put out a new episode of the Mindset Digital Podcast, all you have to do is go to your phone and text the word MSDPOD, that's all one word, MSDPOD, to 555-888. And we'll shoot you a text every time we put out a new episode. Good times. From the intersection of social media, learning, and technology, it's the Mindset Digital Podcast. In today's episode, three members of the Mindset Digital team get Creative Director Pete Brown up to speed on high-end audio pods, the relationship of hate and advertising, and depressed robots. Speaking of depressed robots, here's Pete. Nice work, Bria. And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mindset Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brown, and I'm really excited about today's show. I think I say that a lot, but I really, really am this time. And that's because it's one of the three things episode. If you listen to the show, you know, every once in a while we do a show where I bring three people into the studio. Each one has a topic they want to discuss from the digital world. They get four minutes to bring me up to speed on it. These are always loose and fun and wide-ranging conversations, and we have a great time doing it. And Three Things episodes do tend to perform pretty well for us. I don't want to give too much away, I just want to get into it. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Matt Wiener, Hope Madden, and Michael Harwick. Good times. So we're doing a Three Things podcast. This is actually one of my favorites to do. I don't think we do them enough. They actually get more downloads than our regular episodes. There might be some insight I should glean there, don't you think? So let me tell you who we have here. First of all, Hope Madden. Hope, how are you? I'm doing well, Pete. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I asked you to come on because a lot of times in the morning when I wake up, uh, I lay in bed drinking coffee with my eyes closed, listening to NPR, and you're on it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Promo for It's Movie Time. I am. So that's usually when I'm like, when I hear Hope's voice, I'm like, I better get up and go to work. (laughs) So... Uh, but uh, we're not talking about movies as far as I know today. So a little bit outside your comfort zone, but that's okay because I once saw an inspirational poster that says that's where growth happens. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Okay. Good for you. All right. uh, Next we have Matthew Wiener. Hi, Pete. Uh, You can just call me Wiener. Thanks, Wiener. I appreciate that as always. So Wiener, first of all, I'm digging your new look here. You've got this Mm -hmm. Steph Curry fade going (laughs) with your haircut. Thank you. Uh, Longview Barbers in Clintonville. Nice. Highly recommend them. Nice. Especially Rob. You have taken your hipster to the, the next <laughs> level, which is awesome. So, okay, we'll talk to you. And then and new to the podcast, this is Michael Harwick. Michael, how are you? Hey, not bad this morning. Great. And Michael, you uh, are a contractor with us. You do a lot of research for us. I do. And you're getting your PhD in English at Ohio State. Is that I right? I am, yeah. And, and I, tell us what that's going to be in. Yeah, I do work on uh, the late Victorian novel. So I read a ton of 19th century literature and hopefully say smart things about kids and the history of emotions. Yeah, great. Well, if there is one common theme in our podcast, it's 19th century literature. Yeah, so sure. I'm sure. You're going to be a huge value add. <laughs> okay, so you guys know how this works. You each have a topic. You have four minutes to uh, to get me up to speed on it. And timer goes off, we cut it off. All right? Let's start with you, Wiener. Because I, okay. All right, hang on. And your clock starts now. 
All right, what do you got for me? All right, so I have the new HomePod from Apple. Okay. One of the big uh, big announcements at uh, WWDC this week. And so everyone was kind of expecting their new speaker slash assistant, yeah. and it came out. Yep. And I, I think the interesting takeaway for me has been that at least, I know it's still early, but it looks like they're positioning it more as a, like, as an audio product and yeah. not so much to as a uh, digital assistant. Yeah, it's expensive, right? It's very expensive. So it's a uh, $349 as uh, yeah. the list price, which, you know, for comparison, uh, Amazon Echo is about 180 and the Dots 50. All right, price-wise. So, yeah, so price-wise, it's more comparable to Sonos speakers, which is again like more music sure. and not so much the assistant part of it. Sure. And Sonos was originally, uh, you know, a custom electronics product. You couldn't even buy it directly. Hmm. And I, I, I like Sonos a lot. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I, uh, so the big thing, it's, you know, I, I think what's going to happen is, one, how good is the speaker really going to be? You know, yeah. it has the smart room analyzing technology. It yeah. claims it's going to, you know, sort of like separate the, you know, like the main right. vocals from like the background music and it'll do all that for you. But you're, it looks like you're going to be locked into Apple's ecosystem. You know, yeah. like if you want to get like third-party music apps, sure. it'll have support for AirPlay, but yeah. it's not going to be directly within the product. Will they have like uh, skills, like Alexa has skills? Like well, it'll have HomeKit, so you can do some of your, you know, your smart home yeah. add-ons. Yeah. But it remains to be seen how open that's going to be for third-party developers. And sure. knowing Apple, probably not very. Sure. This is, it's an interesting play. This whole sort of voice-activated AI powered assistant it really took off over the holidays right because yeah. alexa sold i think about 10, 10 million <laughs> units right and once alexa came out with that 50 dollar echo dot everybody was getting well, like i got one for my daddy's 91 <laughs> he's always like who's talking to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's interesting so, i mean alexa has about 70 percent of the market share yeah. right now and, yeah. and it doesn't seem like apple's really trying to chip away with that at least yeah. not from an assistant standpoint yeah. So kind of like their laptops are going to play at the high end. Yeah. And I wonder if they'll ever push down market. So, we'll see. Well, it's interesting, too. There is one. Okay, so there's there's Google Home, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then there is one Cortana-powered assistant from Harman Kardon, which is another <laughs> high-end speaker maker, So, mm. uh, which I'm assuming Microsoft will roll out in secret and then discontinue <laughs> three to yeah, six I'd, weeks. Yeah, I didn't even look that one up. So, uh, great. Well, what, what else can you tell me? Anything else out of WWDC? Is that what that is called? Yeah, the What's uh, developer for? Worldwide, Worldwide Developer Conference. Okay, good. That's all right. Yeah, close. <laughs> um, no, I, I didn't really pay attention to too much else. I mean, iOS 11 will be coming out. Yeah. Uh, where it looks like they're finally doing away with 32-bit apps, which really means nothing to me other than the headlines. Mm -hmm. But uh, most developers should have been catching up on that already. Sure. And in keeping with the upmarket stuff, they're starting to put FLAC files on iPhones. So oh, they clearly want you. to be like I, <laughs> pushing really upmarket, high-quality audio. That's interesting because I remember back when I was in high school, the big thing for me and my music nerd friends was we got the, the iAudio MP3 player yeah. for FLAC support. It was yeah. like the big music nerd purchase. I, I didn't – I mean, I never had an iPod right. for so, that reason. So uh, – and, and just to, to dumb it down for our audience, which is mostly my 91-year-old father <laughs> – a FLAC is a type of audio file that has much more fidelity and resolution. Yeah, it's a sound. lossless. Lossless, yeah. as opposed to an MP3, which is lossy. Mm -hmm. So, all right, Wiener. Well, I think you've done pretty well. <laughs> I mean, you are coming off a string of disappointing appearances <laughs> on the podcast. So I'm, I'm glad that you turned it around. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Pleasure as always. Hang on. All right. Very good. All right, uh, Wiener, anything else? No, that's no, all good. All right. Yeah.
Nice. Um, Michael, you ready to go? Sure. Yeah, I could be. Okay. So this is Michael Harwick. Uh, again, apologize that uh, there's only one mic. Uh, sometimes I borrow mics <laughs> from defunct indie band Copaz, uh, which I was supposed to do last night. But when I walked out of the building and saw the, how the traffic was, I'm like, I'm not going to drive down there to get those. So that's on me. Okay, Michael. And your four minutes starts now. What do you got? For okay. Me? So like I said, I do research on the history of emotions. Yes. Um, okay. But I've been doing research here on chatbots. And so I was really interested to see over the past couple of weeks, those two things come together uh, in the form of the first. Wait, like, wait a second. So I just want to clarify your research yeah. on the history of emotions. You mean as expressed in literature or is it when I was six, I was sad. <laughs> No, I mean, as expressed in literature, as like cultural constructs. Okay, very good. Do we feel shame now the same way that people would have felt shame 200 years ago? Okay, good. Okay. Um, So I was interested to see these two things come together in the first uh, empirically tested um, chatbot that's designed for therapeutic purposes. Mm. Um, So an artificially intelligent chatbot that was designed um, basically using cognitive behavioral therapy technology. Okay. Um, so the head of a research team at Stanford, who's a clinical psychologist called Allison Darcy, um, tested a version of this chatbot that she's calling Wobot. That's um, um, W-O-E? W-O-E-B-O-T. Okay. Yeah, right. they're available at wobot.io. Um, they just launched this thing formally on Tuesday um, for general users. So if you want to, you can go and like have a chat with Wobot right now. Okay. Um, And the idea is that it's basically supposed to be providing um, short-term assistance for people who are um, depressed or anxious. Um, And she tested it on a group of... uh, We're going to send this out to a company-wide email. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I mean, I started talking to it two days ago and I already feel like it's... Well, I'll talk about my experience in a a minute or two. But, But yeah, so it got tested on this fairly small sample of undergraduate and graduate students that claim to be suffering from depression or anxiety. Um, and basically what it does is it's it's pretty on rails. Like um, the it feels more like a choose your own adventure kind I of gotcha. thing than actually being a fully responsive artificial intelligence. Sure. Um, but it basically asks you a bunch of questions about your emotional state. It has you do this inventory. It never talks to you for more than 10 minutes at a time. And it gives you some curated videos, word games, um, wow. little things that are supposed to help you um, sort of autocorrect your mood in the moment. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So tell us how it's made you feel. <laughs> uh, honestly, it's made me feel a little bit more uh, self-aware. I'm dealing with a lot of anxiety this week since I'm like in this office now, yeah. <laughs> which is super new. Um, so I wanted to talk with somebody and I don't have a regular therapist at right. the moment. And right. so it's really fortuitously timed. Um, so I've been you know, giving it little updates on my emotional state. And it's been giving me some videos to watch to just like do some deep breathing. And it remembers who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's like one of its claims to fame is that it's better at tracking these kinds of patterns over time than an actual human therapist. Although that is obviously not proven yet. Right. Right. Can can I ask you a question? Yeah. Yeah. So right now, if I want to have a free therapy session with a bunch of depressed shut-ins who aren't really (laughs) listening to me, I just go on Twitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you think this is any better or can I continue to just log on to Twitter? So this is actually one of the things that they're hoping to test because like one of the limitations of, of Wobot right now is that it's integrated into Facebook Messenger. So you're already on a social media platform essentially as you're trying to have therapy happen. And like there's a lot of research being done about how social media affects your emotional state. <laughs> the idea, right, is that hopefully as a consequence of this, they might be able to tailor um, recommendations specifically to deal with like social media interactions. Um, 
particularly because right facebook messenger is like not a hip approved place to be having this conversation and facebook owns all of those conversations so there's already this weird background level stress happening with this this app they're trying to build an independent app but they need more funding in order to be able to do that yeah, I uh, have looked at building a chatbot here for the office, and it's way easy if I deploy it on Facebook or Slack. But oh, all right, this is nothing. It goes fast, That's doesn't nothing. it? So, well, first of all, is there something that you wanted to to tell us about Wobot that you didn't get out and? Uh, you can do that because uh, Wiener's well-timed joke <laughs> took about 30 seconds. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's supposed to be like the way that they're branding it is sort of as a gateway therapist. Yeah. Um, so it's supposed to mostly help people who either can't afford or have been reluctant to embrace talking to a traditional therapist. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I th- it seems like a really good entry point for people who are afraid of the stigma of going and talking to somebody. Yeah, nice. Well, uh Here's one thing that I would draw out, which I think is a pretty important comparison. In uh, Wobot, the robot, uh, there was an episode of Lost in Space where the robot got very depressed. (laughs) And Will and Dr. Smith had to do some shenanigans in order to to pull him out of it. So that's likely the inspiration for Wobot. Either that or, or, you know, Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I was thinking Hitchhiker's Guide, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. The depressed robot in the world. We ought to we ought to come up with a list with like the five most depressed robots <laughs> in culture. Do you think you could do that? <laughs> I'll work on that. Okay, very good. I love having a researcher here. All right, let's go. Hope. I love uh, the word shenanigans. It is one of my favorite words. It is. It's great. Uh, okay, we are starting now. Well, uh, I found it interesting that YouTube is is changing its advertising policies. Okay. Um, um, so, and primarily this happened because a whole bunch of brands, including beginning with L'Oreal, pulled advertising from YouTube because Dame Helen Mirren's um, Prince's Trust Fund ad came up during a hate speech sermon by Steven uh, Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, the, you know, the, the algorithm doesn't match advertisers with content in any way that is right, right. sensible. Right. Uh, it, it, it's just you, you, uh, your advertisement costs money every time somebody clicks it. So it's just being attached to things that get a lot of traffic, yeah. which unfortunately right now, a lot of, there's a lot of hate speech. There's a great deal of hate yeah. speech. Yeah. And so a lot of advertisers and the UK government, for mm-hmm. instance, they pulled mm-hmm. a lot of advertising. So, um, so they've changed their policies, which is upsetting a lot of people because they feel like the, the new policy is kind of soft and that they don't feel like their content is objectionable or offensive, but they're no longer getting, they're no longer available for advertising mm, revenue. So yeah, it's yeah. an interesting, free speech always has an interesting tension around it, yeah. but advertising and free speech are not the same thing. Yeah. So I think a lot of the sort of up in arms business over this is yeah. a bit silly, Yeah, but it does kind of, le- you know, uh, um, Google is working with the country of Vietnam to take everything off that is that the government of Vietnam considers toxic, which yeah. is to say anti-military. Yeah. So a lot of this is being kind of lumped in together is yeah. really one big cleansing of yeah. the Internet and yeah. uh, unavailability of yeah. of content to us. Yeah. But um, when it comes down to just whether or not your your YouTube video gets advertising money, I mean, that's kind of to me, I find that to be sort of crybaby. Like, yeah. Yeah, but I used to be hateful, but now I'm not hateful. That's right. <laughs> so how about it? Can you reset my status? Exactly. <laughs> so talk talk to me a little bit about, one, was this happening in a large enough way that that 
it was actually impacting the amount of money that, that Google makes uh, or YouTube makes. Uh, and then two, I mean, how do they how do they make the determination? So I don't know. Uh, I didn't find a lot about the actual revenue that I mean, okay. obviously, anytime anybody yeah. pulls advertising, that's a big deal. Sure. But it must have been big enough that they took action. Execs right? were called in person to Parliament in in the UK. OK, because uh, the ministers felt like they would be able to explain it to them more clearly in person. And yeah. obviously, I would think also just to scare the pants off of them because they were being called to, to Parliament. Yeah. Um, so I think that ha- had a lot to do with why they took it quite seriously. Um and uh, up until now, if you want to put something on YouTube and uh, they have some soft guidelines and honestly, the new, more restrictive guidelines, they're they're in the same area. Nudity and sexual content, violent graphic content, hateful content, um, copyright. That's always been a very big deal. Yeah. Really, they'll they'll yeah. pull your stuff right away, even sure. if you have legal permission to use it, if they, they're afraid that it might be copyrighted. Right. Um, and so what they've done really is just they they now have online advertiser friendly guidelines, which are different than their don't cross the line guidelines. Yeah. So their don't cross the line are softer, but it's basically just don't put this here. Yeah. Um, don't take advantage of the community. Yeah. And so now they've really all they've done is gone through the exact same set of criteria and just made them more hard line um, with their advertiser friendly guidelines. And um, it does. I mean, it hits a lot of the same things that. You would already know we're going to get you right. in trouble there, but but what their primary focus really is hate speech. Yeah, and um and one of the problems with advertising is that you know the algorithm serves up your ad to whatever gets the most traffic, and hate speech gets a lot of traffic. Yeah. So the so there's you know a, a dual problem. One is that advertisers are going places. They don't want to be, but then the other sure. is that those people used to make a lot of money, yeah. and it's no longer available to them. Yeah. Which is sort of good, really. Yeah, that's right. If that's where they're making their <laughs> right. money. That's right. <laughs> you can still be hateful to millions of people for free, but sure. if that's really not what motivates you, then you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they're like a they're like a, a band of hate that sold out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, all right. Well that was actually uh, unexpected. I thought you were gonna come at me with something about like the MBA or something like that. <laughs> I was going to say, and we had this argument the other day, I prefer to think of this as the Tom Hardy taboo fade because I hate Steph Curry. Like all good-hearted people, I hate Steph Curry. That's right. And actually, it's kind of a cross between Steph Curry and Clay Thompson right now. (laughs) Put their hair together, you get Wiener's haircut, and a little bit of Morrissey, as I said before. I think Morrissey is probably really honestly closer to to what he was looking for. I know who one of those people is, (laughs) and you can probably guess which one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, anyway, I do think this this sort of divorce between uh, advertising and, and context is something that we're going to be struggling with for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even in the world of podcasts, I've been following the what's called dynamic ad insertion technology pretty closely, where instead of having a host read ad, just ads are inserted into your podcast. Right. So, uh, and particularly with our audience of 37, um, <laughs> it's going to really have some big implications if we break the 50 mark and i think this episode's going to be the one to do it actually so uh because it had it had wiener who's always popular guest uh and i think people are gonna be interested to see you pull out of your dive of bad appearances so nice work there wiener thanks uh, pete hope has probably what was the name of that chat <laughs> well about you can take the next 10 minutes and and go chat uh hope you know you're all over the movie media, and uh, we just learned, right, what your website was one of the top 100 movie blogs in the world. In the world, which yes. Which is fantastic. Congratulations Thank you very much. On that. Also to you, Wiener, I know you write for it. Yeah, uh, I think that was the push over the cliff, is that right. Wiener writes for us now. And that's Mad Wolf, Mad with two Ds. Yep. Dot com. 
right? And uh, Michael, this, this, you've only, this is your second day here in the office, so I'm not mistaken. We really threw you into it. Yeah, How do you I, feel, th- I feel like I'm in the deep end, right? Yeah. <laughs> Flailing yeah. around, yeah. Hoping, hoping that my therapy bot will be able to get me through. <laughs> nice. Well, I, I really think this therapy bot's going to become a big part of life. Here <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks for coming in and uh, good times. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Thanks. Okay, once again, my thanks to Matt Wiener. You know, it has been pointed out to me that I do tend to be a little bit hard on Matt when he's on the show. Uh, I want to assure you all, I'm just joking with Wiener when I say he's had a series of poor appearances. We've worked together for a long time, and that's all in good fun. And I I think as you listen to the show, you know, Wiener is a a very well-spoken, articulate, and thoughtful guest. Also, my thanks to Hope Men. Once again, you can check out her movie reviews at madwolf.com. That's mad with two Ds, so M-A-D-D-Wolf.com. Hope also hosts a variety of podcasts around film, uh, including the Fright Club podcast, which is dedicated to horror films, the Screening Room, which is dedicated to what's new in theaters. She is part of the It's Movie Time review duo on our local NPR station here in Columbus. I don't know if there's a web presence for that, but if there is, we'll stick it in the show notes. And finally, my thanks to Michael Harwick. After recording the episode, I asked Michael if we could write something up about the five most depressed robots in popular culture of all time. He said, just give me an hour. That's a very mindset digital kind of conversation there. And you can see Michael's thoughts about depressed robots in the show notes for this episode. All right, that does it for me. Brievel, take us home. The Mindset Digital Podcast is brought to you by Mindset Digital. We bring workforces up to speed in our fast-forward digital world. Be sure to join us next week as we celebrate our 25th episode with a special guest interview you won't want to miss. If you like the show, please recommend us to a friend, or even better, leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps. Have questions, comments, or ideas about the podcast you want to share with our team? Send them to podcast at mindsetdigital.com. This episode was produced by Pete Brown and Jessica James and featured Matt Wiener, Hope Madden, Michael Harwick, and me, Brielle Schultz. Some music in today's show is courtesy of the website audionautics.com and is licensed under Creative Commons 3.0. 